and we are here. What's going on? Not much. What's going Welcome on? back to the Ave. Happy Sunday? Happy sports. Since we record day. on a Sunday, do, do we do happy Sunday or happy Monday? Happy Monday to the listeners. Happy Sunday to you. And now you guys are taking a peek behind the curtain. Yes. Uh, what's going on? All right, we have to do intros. I'm always going to forget that. Um, I am Christopher Robin, but not the skinny little white boy. I am Kid Oso, and also not the skinny white boy. What's going on, brother? How's life? Uh, life is okay. Um, I have, you know, I'm I'm a papa, so really everything yes. is just kind of work home parent and you know, you're a papa and a zaddy i am a papa and a zaddy thank you very kindly um <laughs> i i don't know i'm going through some weird stuff that i'm more than happy to get into but first how are you um i'm doing okay uh this weekend has been a little up and down a little emotional i so remember last episode um we talked about my dad and i told you that like I'm almost certain I have one big cry in me. One one more big cry in me. Has it happened? Um, it hasn't happened, but it's it's definitely bubbling to the surface. I, I started to let some of it out on like Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, just I started going through, just like talking it out a little bit and... and the the waterworks just started and I was like I don't know what I'm I don't know what's going on why am I crying um so that was interesting but you know I I, I think uh crying is extremely cathartic mm-hmm. uh, for me at least oh it may not be for a lot of people but you're not the only one I mean at this point I, I've you know I told you the last episode like for a really long time I thought I couldn't cry and now I like. When I don't cry, I'm just like, what's wrong with me? Waterworks. Why am I broken? So, yeah. But, um... Yeah, this week this weekend has been a little up and down. Alright, well, let's, uh, let's talk about it, puppy. What's up? Yeah, I think, um... I texted a friend earlier today, and me and this particular friend have a little bit of a, a frenemy dynamic. Like, <laughs> um... You know, we're we're both Leos, so we both have really big personalities, and and we have similar backgrounds, and so like our dynamic is just like my taste is better than yours, and and like you know that sort of thing. I'm familiar. I have a very very good Leo friend myself who is a lovely person. They're probably listening right now. Shout out to you, Carol. What up? What's up, Leo gang? Leo gang? But yeah, so this person is a very big, a self-proclaimed president of the Beehive. Oh. <laughs> and, um... <laughs> and, okay. And, anyway, like, so, you know, we go back and forth. Anyway, um, there was a comment on some social media that I, I that I had posted. I, I had posted this comment, and he liked it, and it was not in favor of, of Beyonce. And I texted him, and I was just like, I never thought I'd see the day where you support my my Beyonce slander and he just like sent me an eye roll emoji and I don't know what it was about that eye roll emoji but it just like sent me into a little bit of a tailspin and I, I was just texting him I was like 
you know, why do you hate me? And he oh was my like, God. wait, I'm confused. I jumped totally out of the window with this one, but, um, he was like, well, I, I asked him, why do you hate me? And he responded like, wait, I'm confused. What's going on? And I just went into this, this long thing. And it's like, you know, being in a new city, I, I, I don't have many friends here. Um, so the, the few relationships that I do have, and he's from down here, um, or rather I met him in the DMV and, you know, not having a community, it's really difficult to make friends. So the few friends that I do make here, I hold on to them very tightly. And whenever he sends me like an eye roll emoji or whatever, I take it really hard because I'm thinking in my head, it's like, oh God, he's getting tired of me. And like, he doesn't want to be my friend anymore. And it's not like we talk regularly. So when that happened, I was just like, wait, I have to figure out what's going on with this. Does he really not like me? I know I say a lot of shit about Beyonce. Like, is he like tired of my shit? Does he not want to be friends? And it was just this, this spiral that just came out of nowhere. Um, but he, you know, thankfully reassured me that like, he absolutely understands our dynamic and plays into it. Um, so yeah, it was, it was nice to have that, that, that reassurance, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a full moon. Maybe Mercury is in Gatorade. I don't know what it is, but I hate it this week Mercury has been a little bit Gatorade. of right. So this weekend has been a little emotional for me um, for a variety of reasons, but I'm working my way through it. Well, I'm glad that you're working so. your way through it. I hope that you're able to patch things up with your friend because you know. Uh, Beyonce is no reason to uh, fight. Well, that's that's the other thing that I said to him, too. I was like, you know, a lot of times we tend to build this idea of people based on social media, like based on the, the, the presence that they have on social media, which I think is is a little disheartening because like people are people are not what they post. Right. I mean, some people absolutely are. Um but 90% of the time, people aren't what they post. So it's, it, I've had plenty of people either unfriend, block, or unfollow me because I don't like Beyonce. And I think that's really fucking stupid. That is really stupid. Like, I am more than the shit that I say online. Like, that is such a silo. And, like, it's so much of a silo for you to build your entire idea of someone yeah so it's it's weird but anywho we 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 patched it up and and everything is fine so hi blake if you're listening well good i'm, I'm thank you for not you. thank you for not unfriending me <laughs> and blake thanks for being a listener um uh, but yeah what's what's going on with you tell me what's going on daddy okay um i had a couple of weird situations uh this week uh Currently, uh, my daughter is in her terrible twos. And oh, fun. I have more than once uh, fantasized about hitting her with a choke slam off the top of the steel cage. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, man. Like, she's become such a little stinker. Uh, and I've, well. you know, I've had to 
be reminded multiple times like hey you know she's only two and you know my son when he was two uh wasn't nearly as chaotic but uh like boys never are that's what i'm told but my like my daughter literally is incapable of sitting still i've had her sit down like to brush her hair and she'll just be like I have to knock over this cup of water or I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. She's a cat. She is. And, you know, I love her to death, but it's getting, like, it's getting a little frustrating. And, you know, my wife has had to, like, talk to me a couple of times and just be like, hey, like, you know, you got to relax and stuff. And I know that I do. Uh, but it's, you know, it's hard because uh, I'm not yeah. used to, I'm not used to a child that's just absolutely, uh, like I said, chaotic, you know, like, and she really is. Then I had another situation, which was even weirder. My son approached me about mortality. Oh no! Yeah, and I kind of wasn't ready for that conversation. Like he had come up to me, and he—I don't even—I was cutting garlic, you know. And uh, oh god, he comes up to me, and he's just like, "Hey, Dada," and I was like, "Yeah, what's up, bud?" And he just goes, "Appa," his his grandfather. He's like, "Appa's old," and I was like, "Yeah," and he goes. Is he gonna die? And I was just like, "Oh shit!" Uh, uh, yes, he's going to pass away, but not soon. He's got a lot of time left on 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 Earth uh, before he passes over. And he goes, "Oh, wait, do I get old? Am I gonna die?" And I was just like, like you know, in my head of full-on panic. Uh, oh, yeah. I was like, a full-on panic attack. And I was just like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, and, you know, I told him, I was just like, listen, man, I'm going to be real with you. You're five years old. You have a very, very long time before this is a conversation that you and I have seriously. So I would say right. go and go and have fun. Go and be a kid. You know, you don't have to think about stuff Oof. like this right now. you got a long way to go. And he's like no stranger to the yeah. concept of death because you know we lost uh, we lost a couple of cats um, early on uh, in in his life, yeah. and you know he he always talks about there's one cat in particular that he talks about all the time because we drive past the uh, the vet clinic that we had to uh, put her down at, and he's he's always bringing her up and he'll just be like you know I really miss Calypso and I'm just like. You know what, puppy? Me too. I miss I miss Calypso very much. And then he'll ask me, yeah. like he'll ask me about um, like death and and uh, animals and and like death of, of like people and stuff. And I didn't think it would get to a point where he kind of put together like, oh shit, I'm I'm a mortal. Like I'm a I'm a person. I get old. Yeah. That, you know, and, like, watching, like, the math happen in his head, like, in real time is so much more uh, stress-inducing than anything he's ever done. Mm, I can't imagine. Yeah. It's been a real roller coaster uh, trying to have to explain that to him. And, you know, love him to death, but it's it's something that I don't think I'm ready to talk about with him just yet. Like I can have that conversation, yeah. but I think he's just far too young to have it. Yeah. I, I like my mom is in the medical field and for a very long time from, from I'll say from the time I was like three years old, my mom has been preparing me for her, you know, mortality. And 
you know, I'm a realist and, and I understand the life cycle. We're, we're born, we live and we die. But I know that when my mom, when it's her time, I'm going to be a, like an absolute nervous wreck. I, I might have a breakdown and, you know, I've already, you know, I talked about my dad last week, but I can't even imagine what it's like to have to explain to your very young child that, like, I think it's one, one thing to prepare them for your death, but it's another thing to explain to them that this thing will eventually happen to them. Yeah, well, that, <sighs> that's why I was saying, uh, like, it's, I'm more than happy to have that conversation, but I would much rather have it when he's in his teens, you know? Like, I don't want him... Yeah. I don't want him to be like five years old having an existential crisis, you know, like you're supposed yeah, to be, you're you know. supposed to be playing like Legos or like pretending that you're Mario or something like do literally anything <laughs> else. I can't have you like brooding over the fact that, you know, eventually uh, it's over. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes, man. Yikes. Yikes indeed. Yeah. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Moving on. Yeah. Let's talk about some better stuff. Yeah, like um, today in Black History. So, shout out to Nelson Mandela. There we go. Um, on this day in history. Nelson Mandela was released from prison after 27 years today in 1990. I was I was three? No, I wasn't even three. I was two. I didn't exist oh. yet. Oh. But I was halfway there. Yeah, shout out to Nelson Mandela. Uh, shout out to Nelson Mandela. Wait, wait. So, okay, because I was going to say, uh, may he rest in peace. But actually, is Nelson Mandela still alive? Cause no, he's passed. You know that whole, the Mandela effect? Nelson Mandela has passed, yes. Okay. Are we sure about this? I'm pretty sure, yeah. There was like a whole funeral and everything. I mean, some people say he died in prison. Who knows? But um, thank you to Nelson Mandela for, for the trailblazing and the the like i i don't think i have it in me to like fight for for equal rights and fight against apartheid and then go to prison and then come out of prison and like go through the same shit again like shout out to nelson mandela shout out to nelson mandela you were a real one fuck apartheid fuck occupation like i would have just i would have been like nope y'all sent me to prison i'm done uh by the way he passed uh, the 5th of December in 2013. It's been that long? It's been that long, yeah. Damn. Well, alright. Want to talk about some current events? Oh, well, I was going to say uh, something else in black history. Today, oh, right on. today is the birthday of uh, one Brandy and... Is it really? And one Kelly Rowland. It's Kelly Rowland's birthday? It's Kelly Rowland's birthday. Right on. The, the, the... Oh, God. Oh, why does everything come back to Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, let's put, let's let's shout out Kelly Rowland. Like one thing I will always say about Kelly Rowland is like I saw a picture of her earlier today, um, and my God, that woman is gorgeous. The face card just never like, declines. Never declines. Just just flawless all the time, and she is she has had the same face. Just a. a, a, a a natural beauty. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I know that uh, you have your feelings about Beyonce, but I will go on the record as saying all of the members of Destiny's Child have uh, aged very, very well, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. All um, five of them. Beyonce's been lying about her age. Oh, does um, she do that? I refuse. Well, uh, I, that's crazy. <laughs> No, no Beyonce slander. There's today. literal records. There's oh, records of her birth. How can you lie about your age oh, when it exists? I mean, I mean, it's possible. Uh, what I was going to say about about Kelly though is, yeah. I do not think that Destiny's Child would have been as powerful and as popular as they was without her. She's the entire rhythm section. Yep. Like. She is she is the the drums of that group. Like she is what made them explode. And you know, as much as their harmonies harmonies are great, but like I think without her, Destiny's Child wouldn't have gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to Kelly Rowland. Shout out to Kelly Rowland. Note how we have said and absolutely Brandy. nothing about Brandy. Yeah, I was gonna say we're very very silent <laughs> about poor Brandy. I mean the the vocal bible as they call her. Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Um, I, w- I think I was 14 when Full Moon came out. And to this day, Full Moon, I think, is her best album. But I al- always forget that Aphrodisiac came out maybe like a year or two later. And it's equally as good. We, we talk about uh, Kelly Rowland's face card never declining. Like Brandy's vocal card, flawless. She has the range. Does she? I said that without really thinking about it. Uh, Yes, she has the range. Okay, yeah, she's um, got the range. And, like, without her, Brandy is a trailblazer in her own right. Like, first Black Cinderella. First Black Cinderella. Yo, honestly, not, like, looking back, like, very, very diverse movie, that uh, that live-action Cinderella. Yeah. Like, Loki. Like, and, the way that people know, freak out about uh, Halle Bailey uh, as uh, Ariel. Right. Like, psychotic. Psychotic when this has been happening. But, but that's the thing. And Disney official, like, too. It's not even like it was... Uh, like it wasn't like a the whiz situation like this was like disney right. produced and it's interesting and maybe it's just because of the advent of social media like i don't remember there being any backlash about like when brandy was cast as cinderella and and you know correct me if i'm wrong but like i don't remember there being so much uproar about that and like we had Whoopi goldberg and victor garber as her parents or no not as as uh-huh. the king and queen and they had an Asian son, and nobody, nobody said a word about that. I forgot who played the Asian son. That wasn't Dante Bosco, was it? No, it was another guy. I I'm, I'm, cannot remember his name, but they were both they both reprised their roles in Descendants. In, in the Descendants, yeah. But yeah, nobody made a big deal about that back then. But then when they cast Halle Bailey as Ariel, everybody's got shit to say. It's so stupid. Can I anyway, just say not to, to darken Brandy's door. Uh, it was uh, first of all, it was uh, Paulo Monteblan, who right. is also right. Filipino. So uh, my bad. <laughs> but to to that movie's credit, and I guess in the detriment of proving once again why the internet was a mistake, we didn't have social media like that. So I'm sure that right. somebody in like butt I mean, cheeks Iowa was just like, I I can't believe they cast this and insert whatever slur you feel like here as uh, Cinderella. Right. You can't do this to my beloved Disney princess. But, you know, I don't even think people cared back then. Like It was weirder if you did, I honestly. Think, it was not normal to, the, like, 
be this fixated on any person of color being cast in in a princess role or like a leading role like it's only recently that like anytime there's some form of minority and that's like you know whether they're queer or a woman or any kind of other thing that isn't a straight white protagonist like that didn't used to be a problem and like since the dawn of the internet it's like it has to be it has to be commented on yeah i i think like for me it didn't i think that whole thing of like basing your personality on like movies and films i don't think television and film was important to the previous generation or or our previous generation what is that uh whatever's older than me whatever's one before me um and i'm a millennial i guess um but like those those films were part of our childhood so like i just don't think it was it was important to the previous generation so nobody really cared as much we didn't base our personalities on on the television shows that were so integral to you know our upbringing it's interesting i i don't think that i just don't think that people cared back then as much as they do now and with the advent of of social media it just made it worse it certainly did. But anyway, shout out to Brandy, shout out to Kelly Rowland, shout out, shout out to Ma- Nelson Mandela. Shout out to Nelson Mandela. All beautiful black people. Yes. Cool. Uh, moving on. Uh, happy Sports Ball Day. Happy Sports Ball Day. I'm or, not excited. It, in, in black history, happy Usher Concert Day. That's certainly the right way to put it, especially because <laughs> neither... Neither team has anyone of note that that we can be like, ah, yes, black excellence. And I'm not counting Patrick Mahomes because he's been acting like a child this entire season. But I don't want to get into that. Uh, uh, okay, but we can we can definitely count Travis Kelsey's hairline. Yes, very, uh, very, very on point. Like that hairline is cut. His fade, his fade is immaculate. Is a- his fade is black history. That No, that fade certainly um, is black history. I think it's very funny that he actually had to come out and be like, no, I'm not the reason for the fade. Like, I'm not... I'm not the reason why the fade is popular. Like the fade has right. existed long before I started doing it. Like, and it's crazy that right. somebody even had to say that. But I mean, considering people keep posting clips of Taylor Swift doing the swag surf, uh, you know. Oh God, I refuse to watch that. I couldn't Absolutely avoid refuse. it. I tried to so hard. I no, went. I'm not doing it. When I found out they were dating, I felt like that was going to happen, where they were just going to keep putting the camera on her. So I went out of my way to not watch chiefs games so i i don't know who's on what team i don't know what team kelsey is on i don't know what team mahomes is on i don't even know who's playing Um, well uh just to clarify for you real quick uh patrick mahomes is the quarterback for the kansas city chiefs and travis kelsey is the tight end this is the part where you say yeah he is i'm just gonna let it go (laughs) and not play into the stereotype uh But I, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist and... I'm not going um, to because I know where you're going to go with this. <laughs> um, so, you know, let, let me preface this with Taylor Swift is a demon. And yes, I will never think anything differently. I will never convince you otherwise. On the planet, there's nothing anyone can do that can convince me that Taylor Swift is not the spawn of Satan. With that being said, I find it really interesting the trajectory one the timing 
to the trajectory uh-huh. um, of their relationship. I am 99.8% certain that whatever team Travis Kelsey is on is absolutely winning for no other reason than the amount of revenue that has been brought in. I say I don't know anything about sports and then I'm talking like I'm on fucking ESPN. Um, I mean, you're not wrong. Just the amount, the amount of money that has been garnered from just her presence. They have to give them the, the, the trophy, the ring. What do they get? They get they both. Get a trophy. They get both. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, there's just something about it to, that does not seem authentic to me. And I, I say they break up in November, mid-November. Ooh, can I? Oh, did you think? Oh no, I have a much, I have a much worse conspiracy theory to go on this. So basically, the entire season, I'm not going to say that the Chiefs have been playing poorly. Obviously, they're at the Super Bowl right now, so they were doing something right. They also managed to beat all the right teams, but the entire season has been mm. a lot of uh, Patrick Mahomes getting pissed off at the rest of his team for not working to his standard, which, admittedly very very high level quarterback you know i'm not gonna fault him for being mad at his team for not uh doing what they're supposed to be doing however it was when the whole thing about travis and taylor came out that as they kept progressing through the playoffs i was just like y'all are not gonna do this and uh, there was half a second where they were they were in the championship games and it was them against the ravens and the 49ers against the Lions and I was really just like no you can't do this it has to be like the real Cinderella story is the Lions versus the Ravens it would be a beautiful Super Bowl like there was a little voice in the back of my head that knew they're gonna really fucking do this and they did Mm. you know whoever whatever uh what like you said demon whatever demon overlord decided to pull the trigger on this put taylor swift at the super bowl and it's the way she's basically become the face of it now she essentially has and like all like it's i don't even think that that's like a hyperbolic thing to say i think it's very very true that like she has basically become the face of of the chiefs at least because of the fact that she's dating travis kelsey but this is how powerful this is how powerful the uh the movement is his brother jason kelsey now has the i think he's like the one of the highest selling jerseys because he is travis kelsey's brother so it's just it's just a bunch of swifties buying kelsey jerseys for whatever reason and that's fine but now here's where my conspiracy gets worse i believe that the chiefs are going to win tonight and worse that at the end of the game travis and taylor are going to kiss on the field and he's going to propose. Oh. But they've only been dating for like four months. All right. And she's dated dudes for longer and not end up with them. We're talking. Oh. Listen, we're talking. We're talking like dumb, lovable man, potentially with CTE, who she'll never really have to worry about oh. because she yeah. makes more money than God and can just follow him around to his little games you know, like he'll, she'll yeah. always be there as like sort of a buffer between him and other women, and the Swifties will protect that relationship. Like I said, pure conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't actually believe this, but like I'm, I'm scratching that itch. My third eye is fully open. I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna refute it. It, it, 
it makes sense. It's only because of the fact that it does... It basically makes their... Sorry, I said there. It makes his career for life. Because no matter what, every... Like, every... I'm trying to find the right way to say this without absolutely <laughs> decimating the large number of Taylor Swift fans, but every person... No, they deserve to be t- decimated. They're nuts. They do, but I'm going to be nice. Um, every okay. Every person that is a Taylor Swift fanatic will have basically the happy ending you know like the like finally like she gets the guy and then all of her songs if she even makes music after this and she will will just be oh damn it's like so cool to like be married to the team captain even though he's not the team captain like it's so great like you know me and my me and my football boyfriend and and we're going to homecoming together and and all those nice things that you see in in Friday Night Lights or whatever. It basically makes his entire career. He may never have to yeah. tackle somebody again. Or sorry, I, I said tackle, but that's not even his position. He may never have to receive a ball again. Wait, the the quarterbacks don't tackle. No quarterbacks don't tackle. They're an offensive uh, position. Oh. See, I I just thought they all they all touch each other. But okay, yeah, no. Uh, well, he's also not the quarterback. He's the he's the tight end. Tight ends are receivers. I am not making. Yes, <laughs> yes they are. <laughs> yes, yes, they yeah, are. They absolutely are. Wait, so who's the quarterback? Uh, Patrick Sorry, Mahomes. We're going off on the tangent. Patrick Mahomes is Wait, the quarterback. They're not on opposite teams. No, no, they're on the same team. Oh, so who, see, I I have no idea what is happening it's okay i barely have any idea what's happening i only really follow the games insofar as i like watching football being played i'm not a hey let me look at the stats let me look at who's playing for who i know a couple of the players on some of the teams and i just like watching football but like you know you ask me every member of slipknot i could tell you that listen same well probably not anymore but wait okay so yes things have changed in that lineup as well so so Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. The Chiefs are playing against who? The 49ers. 49ers. What is a 49er? Uh, that is the team from are, San Francisco. Are those mi- but, but, like, what is a 49er? Are they, like, minors? I believe that's the origin of the team name. Um, don't quote me on the, that. The Gold Rush. Yes. It, it makes sense. Okay. Uh, so, who's the quarterback of the 49ers? Uh, Brock Purdy. I don't know who that man is. Sorry to this man. Um, it's okay. I barely okay, know who and he then, is. And then the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes is quarterback. Quarterback of the Chiefs. He's the the boss. And then in a way, uh, Travis Kelsey is. Well, I mean, the the quarterback is the one that that everybody talks about. Yes. At the end, right? Yes. Usually, but the quarter is the quarterback. The captain is there a captain? Yeah. Every every team has a captain. It may not necessarily be the quarterback, but ninety nine percent of the time it's the quarterback. Okay, and then Travis Kelsey, Mister Taylor Swift, is the tight end. He's a tight end, yes. Mister soon to be Mister soon to be Taylor Swift. Travis Swift, uh, yes. And he has a brother who is on another team. Yes, uh, I believe he is a defensive lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles. Gotcha. Who didn't make it to the? Super Bowl. No. Haha. <laughs> Suck it, Eagles. See? This is why I just watch for the jock straps and the, the concert. Listen, that's totally fine. I I 
I fully support anybody that is willing to watch sports in order to sexualize the men because Lord knows men watch television with women in it purely to sexualize them. So, you know. Well, true. Equal opportunity. Um, okay. That was that was a lesson. Whew. Sorry to all of our sports um, ball haters, but if it's any consolation, like I said, I'm barely a football fan. I just really like watching the game. It's it's fun. I think sports are fun. You want to know something? Your your theory kind of makes sense, especially with the Super Bowl coming on the heels of Taylor Swift's album of the year. That's right? what the fuck I'm saying, man. Like, they, see, you're getting it now, right? It's it's permeating. Yeah. I'm opening your third see, eye. I bring it back, and then everything comes back to Beyonce. Uh huh. <laughs> you know what it is? They gotta they gotta they gotta pump the numbers. They gotta beat Renaissance somehow, and they're not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it with uh, straight tactics. They gotta do underhanded shit like this. Yeah. Whew. What a what a day. Well, that game is starting in what an hour. I'd say about an hour. Yeah. I got a notification from People magazine. Taylor Swift arrives at Super Bowl twenty twenty four with Blake Lively and Ice Spice. Why is Taylor Swift hanging out with Ice Spice? Who cares? It's awesome. Is it? I don't know. I think I'm too old to be uh, caping for Ice Spice, but I also uh, like I don't really care about the music and like yeah whatever like you know fat-ass, uh, light-skinned girl, but... Wait, we've completely... This is supposed to be about Black History. Can we talk about Usher? <laughs> this is supposed we've to be bla- about, about Black about History. Usher. Let's talk about Usher. Let's talk about goddamn Usher J. Raymond. Uh, see see how white people do... Like, Anyway, sorry. They try to distract <laughs> us from the real show, and that is Usher uh, playing the Super Bowl halftime show. So, I just learned yesterday that... Like, Shout out to Usher, like, well-deserved. Um, I don't think he's been, even as a guest, uh, I don't think he's performed so far, right? I don't think so, no. Yeah. Um, so, you know, work. Are you, but, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Are you a fan of uh, halftime shows? I mean, I'm a f- fan of music, so. So, yes. Yes. Okay. It is the biggest concert. But I don't know that I'm necessarily a fan of the halftime show. Okay. I also just think it's 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 one of those things that is all just tied to the money like they don't get paid but they they end up you know their their album sales go through the roof tomorrow um so i think it's all just like another marketing ploy but that can happen i mean this uh, the streams certainly go through the roof because you know you got a lot of people using like shazam and the and the spotify version of shazam and just sort of like getting all the music and but he just released an album on friday which came out to mixed reviews so you know who knows? We'll see. Um, yeah. His earlier uh, stuff is, uh, I think it's a lot more passionate. Well, so here's my thing about Usher. Um, and I just find it really funny that for 20 plus years, if you listen to his music, it's literally him telling us how much of a fuckboy he is. Yes. Like, start to finish, his music is just, I cheat on women. You remind me. Right. Like, confessions that entire album is about how he cheated on on chili like oh yeah his 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 entire career has just been about how much he cannot stay faithful and i just find it so interesting that we all just sort of kind of completely forget about the lyrics and just like the music's good they're bops every single one of that his music is good that early stuff is just it's all bangers like it's so hard but it's 
it's all just about how much of a fuckboy he is, and I find that so funny. Yeah. Uh, it's his entire career. Uh, but the rumor is that uh, Alicia Keys is joining him on stage. No. I don't know if there's going to be a third No, uh, no, no, no. They don't have guest to do that. Or second guest run. They don't have to do um, that. And, and I don't know why people keep giving Alicia Keys... A microphone? It's because... Okay, here's the thing. I'm going to do what you just did with uh, Usher, and I'm going to apply it to Alicia Keys. That song's in A minor. I feel like got her all... It gave her a lot of clout to get away with stuff, you know? And... Like, I I believe she's talented. She's an amazing musician. But when she opens her voice... Like... I, I always call her Alicia Offkeys. Ooh, um, wow. Because find the note, girl. Find the note. Like, so, but anyway, continue. I, it's just, it, it boggles my mind that they keep giving her a microphone to sing. I'm, and I, I just, I don't understand it. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you on that. Like, she is like one of those musicians that like, if you put her in a studio or like you put her in like a more intimate setting, like you're getting probably some of the, like some of the best uh, R&B that you're going to hear like live but if you put her on a bigger stage you can't have this girl with a glittery sorry you can't have this woman with a glittery piano in front of hundreds of thousands of people singing girl on fire this girl's on fire like right like i i I wish people would stop trying to make her a belter like alicia keys is not good for stadiums alicia keys does not have the range her voice is not built for that. Like, she can she can sing a tune, but she's never on key. And it just, like, if she were, like, in an intimate setting, if she were in a lounge or, like, just a much smaller venue, like, I think her, her voice would be received so much more positively. Yeah. Uh, but, like, putting her on a stage at the biggest concert of, of the year just is really stupid to me. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. So, um, what's for you? What's the over under that Lil John and Ludacris will be there to do? Yeah, with him. Hmm. Where are they? Where are they uh, playing? Not in Atlanta. Is it in Atlanta? No. Yeah. So I I doubt that'll happen. I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked if Chris Brown comes up. To be honest, I would hate that. I mean, we're gonna go down a, a whole other wormhole would talk about Chris Brown. Anyway, I'm looking forward to the Usher concert and love this journey for him. Yeah. Any song in particular so. that you would like to hear him perform? I mean, he, he obviously will do Confessions. Like, You think he's going to do Confessions? But then that, no, that's too soft. He's got, it's got to be like... I mean, I think it'll be a remix. Okay. But it's arguably his, his best album, and in my little brain, I think it's his best song. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, this, you got it bad. And uh-huh. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, that's all I can say. I'm v- I'm very much hoping for him to do You Don't Have to Call. That's got to be one of them. That's certainly one of them, right? Yeah. Ugh, I love that song so much. Like, every time I hear that. Damn. Well, I guess it's, I guess, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, his best albums are probably a toss-up between 8701 and Confessions. I think Confessions ekes out a little bit. It does. Um, There's, you know what it is? It, just because it, yeah. it's, it's a lot more 
uh, personal and intimate, and and I think it showcases his voice a lot better. Yes, uh, it, there's definitely more complexity in Confessions. Also, since we were talking about Brandy, I think eighty seven oh one and Full Moon came out the same year because I remember having both of both of those albums at the same time. That would not shock me. But yeah, like I'm looking forward to it. It starts in you know like an hour or well halftime show is that. Oh, the halftime show is a long time from now. Yeah, it's probably going to be around seven thirty, eight yeah. o'clock. So yeah, but I, I think I think Chris Brown might be the one that comes out. God, I really hope not. Oh, we'll see. Anywho, Ooh. ready to get into it? Uh, the big topic. Let's talk about some niggas in video games. <laughs> let's talk about black people in video games. So yeah, and not just black people, just let's talk about black and Latino representation in video games. Okay. Um, before we before we start that, um, can I ask you something yeah, personal? Absolutely. Who was the first black video game character you ever played as? That I ever played as? Yep. Uh, hmm. It might be Bayek in Assassin's Creed Origins. That's the first? Yep. Ooh, that's so long. Which is a huge problem. Because I... So, I was going to say, like, my first introduction to a black character would have been Barrett from Final Fantasy VII. Okay. But he's not playable. I mean, he is kind of. I mean, he's not the... He's... Uh, you can control his his actions, but he's not a playable character. He's... Like, not until you know the remake. Got it. Yeah, I think if it's not, if it's not Barrett, only because I didn't finish Final Fantasy thirteen, it would have been Saz. And uh, there is a Saz has a a, a section where um, he gets his his summon, and you you battle the summon as him but i never finished that game nice uh, i just went straight to 13 2 okay <laughs> uh so yeah i think the very first black character that i played as would have been bayek in assassin's creed origins okay i can't believe I, that I that's may be, so long i may be forgetting for... someone yeah yeah uh but that i can remember yeah okay who was the first latino character that you played as Ooh, Latino character. That you can remember. Um, first Latino character I ever played as, I want to say was... Uh, I guess technically... Uh, King in Tekken? Or... Uh, yeah, because he's, he's Mexican, which counts. Uh, he's also a jaguar or a man. Um, he's, a, he's a... Uh, a man jaguar he's you know what it is it's and this goes back to what you and i were talking about off mic about uh wrestling which i do love very much um he's what they would refer to as uh kayfabe which is when you stay in character so he is a guy but he stays he's kayfabe a jaguar so no matter what, like, you know, he's a dude under that mask, but he's never not right. sounding like a Jaguar because kayfabe. So I'm glad you brought that up because it, now I'm reminded that the first black character that I played as was Eddie Gordo. But There see, we go. Is, 
This is my issue. I think mostly because I, my preference of gaming genre is RPGs. Okay. I don't consider fighting games. Yes, they're playable characters, but fighting games, I think, are a little on the outskirts of that. Like, I mean, yes, he was a playable character, so yes, I played as Eddie. Mm-hmm. But I guess because I I prefer RPGs, the the first role playing character would have been Bayek. I'd say for me personally, I think it's I think that that's in really a really interesting distinction to draw between like the average uh, like narratively structured game versus fighting games. Yeah, because narratively structured games don't really tend to lean into uh, minority characters as much as fighting games do because like fighting games you know you have to have a large cast and more often than not like if you look at like uh tekken street fighter uh king of fighters like all of those games have like people that it's like basically like the the united colors of benetton like there's so many different nationalities (laughs) of people like you'll see all sorts of uh like uh country flags in those games you know yeah and you don't really get that with uh like what you were saying with like rpgs specifically you're not really there's not RPGs where like the main guy is the black guy but there may be one yeah. in there and more often than not they give him a gun well enter Barrett Wallace <laughs> um yeah so so i think for me like there's no narrative behind the characters in fighting games so i don't connect them the same i don't connect to them the same way right um so the, as as early as I can remember, you know, there was no black main character that you or, or black main role that you could assume right in a game. So yeah, well, oh, we, video games. Luckily, luckily, we've gotten a little bit uh, we've gotten a little bit further in that sense. Like uh, I believe it was Halo Infinite S- where you could play a or not Halo Infinite. It was one of the Halo games where you could play a Spartan Locke. Who is uh, he's one of the uh, the black uh, Spartan uh, program guys? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Prototype Two. There, uh, you played as the uh, as like a, a black man who was infected with the uh, virus that Alex Mercer had in, in the first Prototype game. Um, prototype. That's the one. I was trying to remember. All I could remember was the 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 cover of the game and I was like there's a black dude and he's in a hood and he's got a demon arm hell yeah and I, I was I was talking to my fiance and he was like I have no idea what you're talking about yeah prototype and I was like it, it, it's it's like it's like uh, uh, what's the other one with the dude with the electricity uh, infamous well, infamous I was like it it's it's similar to infamous but not very similar to infamous obviously yeah uh, yeah, it's prototype. Thank you for for reminding me of that. Yeah, and uh, there was something else that I did want to talk about in terms of uh, having uh, black representation in in, uh, in video games. Do you regard black coded characters as representation, or is that is that a half a half measure for you? That uh, um, like I'll give you I'll give you an example. Uh, is Waka black? Is what I'm basically asking. Like, is Waka black? <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, no, Waka I... is a cool sort of Polynesian guy from Final Fantasy X who uses 
uh, the in-game sports known as Blitzball as his weapon. I, I, I don't... I wouldn't consider Waka to be coded as black because he's coded as Polynesian. Uh-huh. Unlike peop- characters like... I was looking this up, and this may be like a, a complete oversight on Google's part, but I was looking up black characters and uh, the Balrog from, not from from Street Fighter, but from Lord of the Rings. Okay. Uh, you shall you shall not pass. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, um, that came up as a black character in in a video game. That feels and, racial. And I was like, hmm. I wasn't aware H.P. Lovecraft is... wrote The Lord of the Rings. Well, we can get into that, too. Uh, but I was like, no, but also I see where you're going, especially when The Lord of the Rings has very few black, rep- very little black representation, mm-hmm. um, if at all. And I thought that was that was really interesting. And then I was like, well, there's issues with that. Like, Balrog is, is, is large and imposing and and angry and demonic and so there's something to unpack there right but yeah waka for me i don't think would be called coded as black because he's he's coded as the 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 diversity but not as black not for me at least okay um were you ever uh were you ever a fan of dragon ball z no yeah i never played dragon ball z i like i, I like the anime oh so you do know the, the anime game, at least yeah, yeah. Uh, do you regard... Pic- is Piccolo black? Yes, Piccolo is black. Yes, there we go. All right, good. I'm glad I got a solid answer out of you for that one. Because uh, I, I don't think I've met a person yet that doesn't agree that Piccolo is black. But then the actual black character is, mm. you know, Mr. Popo is... Okay, so here's the thing. I don't believe that Mr. Popo was necessarily supposed to be black. I think that he's literally black, but... As much of a as much of a, a minstrel caricature as he looks like, there are actual black people in Dragon Ball, and uh, I mean, don't look those up either because uh, it's not better. It's not worse, but it ain't better. But they do have like, Be- regular is, ass black people in Dragon Ball. Beerus for me is black. Fair. I like this. Yeah, Piccolo obviously um, is Cell black. No. No. Although he is... Okay. <laughs> if you subscribe to the... Uh, what was the uh, that ruling that, like, if you even have a drop of, of black people's blood in you, you're technically uh, oh, black and therefore... The one drop so, rule? That one. Um, because he does have Piccolo's DNA, technically he is partially black, even though he's, well, you know, it's it's there. It's there. It's there like it is for logic. Logic is a whole white man. <laughs> it's there like it, it's there the like same. it is for Sean King. We don't talk about him on this podcast. It's there like it is for Rachel Dolezal. I'm going to keep naming white people that have cosplayed as black. Oh, God. <laughs> we are just discern- descending further into madness. Isn't it crazy that like I can name more than one that like legit thought that they could get away with it? What a strange world we live in. Listen. Listen. Uh, what do we call Sean King? Talcum X? <laughs> Not Talcum X. No way. That is my favorite, favorite uh, nickname for him. Oh, my God. 
or 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 Scam King. I do like Scam King. Scam King is fun. Oh fuck those people. At least him, it it gives uh, you know what it is. I don't think that he deserves the name Scam King because it gives him street cred that he does not deserve. Oy, fuck that dude, man. Fuck him. Anyway, look, back to the topic. We're not talking about <laughs> these fucking assholes. Yeah, I mean Piccolo is definitely the black dad. Uh, oh yeah, he's definitely the dad that stepped up. Yeah. Um, but speaking of black dads, he's sort of black dads. Uh, going back to Barrett. Um, so for me, you know, I, I the PlayStation was the very first system that my dad got me uh, when I was a kid. I might have been seven or eight, um, and the first game that he bought me was Final Fantasy 7 and to, to this day it's my, my favorite game hands down you ask me on my deathbed it will be Final Fantasy 7 uh huh um, I actually recently started playing it to give it a reappraisal after we had spoken about my disdain for uh, RPGs and I gotta say I'm also enjoying it the original not the uh, remake mm. I, I decided to play the original uh, and even like as a kid, I there was something about Barrett that just did not read correct to me. Okay. Um, and this is this is now that I'm older and I'm I'm a lot woker and and educated and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Some, something about his his design and something about his his structure just didn't read authentic to me um, and it was this like Gatling gun like it always just bothered me subconsciously <laughs> that they gave Barrett the one black character and one of the, the the few in video games at that time, they gave the one black character a gun. A gun. And in addition to that, not only did he have a gun, but he was he was this big hulking like and 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 I may not you know you may not feel the same way, but I also felt like his design was a little based on a gorilla it's fair to look at it that way can you see that he's a he's he's got (laughs) he certainly skipped leg day but like even the shape of his head like the way that he walked and like his entire design felt very gorilla-esque to me yeah and and like i said before i i i you know got smart um something about this just was was not right to me um and he was just this this sort of angry, hulking, like sort of menacing figure in a game of where all of the other characters, as as powerful as they were, like shout out to Tifa, like Tifa's in my opinion the baddest bitch in all of video games. All hands, like no weapons, all hands, all all hands, all day. Like she she walks in as 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 feminine and as sexy and yes she was in these short shorts and this like you know crop top 
but like she was a badass bitch she was strong she was powerful and all of the things and like you know all of these characters i felt even back then had a level of 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 care and dignity and 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 you know integrity behind their design and then there was barrett who just was such a stereotype to me um why does he have to be angry? Why does he have to be loud and aggressive? Why does why is his weapon the gun? Like even even Vincent's gun. Vincent's gun is is sort of dainty and soft and like it's sleek. You know, Vincent's is is right. But Barrett has this fucking monster of a thing. It just it always pissed me off. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I know I know that like with the remake, they're trying to impart a little bit of of you know they're trying to undo the the stereotype it still doesn't work for me and i don't know why i feel what like do, can do you have any opinions what do you think <laughs> yeah um what i was gonna say is that i feel like it probably doesn't help that they have him sort of as like a uh basically like yo dog i hate that i hate that uh i hate that shinra shit you know, like you don't get you don't get that uh, that corporate bullshit out of my face. He's also a criminal. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I don't believe that at all. He may be an eco terrorist of some sort, but I don't know that I'd call him a criminal because I think that objectively, what Avalanche is doing in the game is a good thing, and the fact that Shinra went out of its way mm-hmm. to sort of frame Avalanche as the villains in order to uh, bolster their own reputation in the public eye is very reflective of things happening in the real world. And so in my heart, uh, Barrett could yeah. do no wrong. He's meant to be presented as a criminal to the uh, world within the game because of the fact that they want him to look like a criminal, so that way it's easier to vilify what uh, Avalanche is doing. Okay. Fair point. So Yeah, yeah. In my heart, Bar- Barrett can never be a criminal. He's uh, He is best guy forever. Um, you know, especially because not only is he, uh, not only is he the head of a, uh, quote unquote terrorist cell that is seeking to undo the, uh, environmental damage that Shinra has laid on the world. And mind you, if you look at, uh, like the gameplay and like what they've done, uh, before, like with the soldier program and then on top of it, everything that happens with, uh, what is the what is the name of the uh, illness that they develop in uh, Advent Children? Geostigma. That's the one. Geostigma, right? Uh, because they develop geostigma. You know, this is all because of the runoff of uh, Shinra's very, very not cool uh, practices for uh, getting rid of their uh, refuse. Yeah. And like I was saying before, that really that reflects a lot on the way that things happen in the real world. I would I would equate what Avalanche is doing to what the people were doing at Standing Rock against the uh, Keystone Pipeline, you know. Okay. Okay. And I can I can respect that. Yeah. And to me, like you know, it, it's a very much like if you know you know situation because otherwise, like you have to you would have to be some kind of like. Elon Musk brained psychopath to look at what Barrett is doing and think like, oh, well, he's the bad guy because he's not obeying the law. That may be true, like on a very literal level. But if you look at what's happening and what he's trying to accomplish, it's right. The, the motive makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So 
for me, I don't think that he's necessarily being portrayed as a criminal. Okay. That being said, you are still right about all of those other things a thousand percent. Like, it's crazy that his design looks like that and he has a gun. And then, like, you know, we touched on Waka a little bit, but then even further down the line with Final Fantasy XIII, I was like, oh shit, Saz. Like, Saz, I thought, he's got this afro. He was just a cool design to me when, when I got the game. But even for me, like, there was something about Saz that just was lacking, like, he was a little stupid, just a little bit, a little bit of a bumbling idiot, in my opinion. And I was just like, growing up, why are these the two archetypes that we're given? Not to mention, we haven't gotten a black main character, but, you know, that's a... a that's a, a whole different thing. But, you know, why are, why are the black people, one, the sidekicks, two, why are they such stereotypes? And it just has always bothered me. And I felt like, in a lot of video games, whenever there was a, a, a black character... They were always either a stereotype or a sidekick. They were never, like, dignified or, or... And this is, like, years ago, not not speaking, you know, in recent history, but why didn't we get dignified characters? Why didn't we get respectable, like, you know, we made fun of of uh, Kenya Barris last, last episode. <laughs> but, like, you know, with Kenya Barris, like, he put black people in positions of power so to speak why weren't my video game characters like these what why wasn't there an uh, ad exec in in some of the games i played that that just a black ad exec it just always bothered me i will say anybody listening you should probably take this with a grain of salt because this is just my personal observation and a little bit of a like hey if you look at the internet into the void uh it's gonna stare back and for me personally i've always felt like the reason why it's difficult to get uh i'm gonna say specifically black because it's certainly a little bit easier to get uh latino characters like at the forefront and you know like i'm i'm no stranger to seeing that i think i know where you're gonna go the video game community in writ large is a very insular uh community you know although there are many black and brown people that are a part of it uh, the majority is, you know, white people, Japanese people. Yeah, and absolutely. And for them, I'm not going to speak for every single white person and every single Japanese person, but when you look at the reactions to lots of things, and we can get around to your little uh, Twitter post that got uh, a little bit too much traction uh, negatively, God. it's really difficult to... Uh, look at that and not think like hey um y'all are kind of racist you know um yeah. and if not necessarily racist uh certainly just exclusionary very exclusionary like there's certainly a monoculture where yeah. the ideal the ideal main character is a light very light-skinned woman with pink hair showing enough cleavage that it doesn't matter that she's beating up a bunch of people because at the end of the day you'll get a look at the panties and it's much like the 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 voice acting community as well like for so long it was white people voicing black characters the the black characters that were sidekicks like it is so not small maybe the video game community isn't necessarily small but it is extremely insular and and exclusionary and is it nepotistic is that a word? I feel like nepotistic is a word. We can make it a word. Um, I'm going to say it's For a the word. purposes of this conversation, uh, nepotistic is a word. Right. So, yeah, I like, not to say I understand, but, like, 
I see why we didn't get like we weren't in the rooms, right? We were not put in in the positions to make the change. So it it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah. And I'm I'm thankful that now we're at a position now now we're at a point in history where there's no way like it's equitable across the board. There's no way that you can get a get you can make a game without you know making things equitable. Um, diverse and inclusionary right for everyone. i mean it certainly helps that uh we've kind of got a new rise of independent uh game development where you don't necessarily sure. have to rely on the triple a studio but the important thing is much like with uh music and other forms of media the best way to show that those are equitable uh projects prove it with your money you know uh, by by independent yeah. games uh, developed by uh, minority uh, teams, you know, get those get those uh, packs that give you the opportunity to uh, play the soundtrack from those games. You know, do all of these things, and I guarantee that we'll get to see more of those in higher budget games. And we don't even necessarily need them because, you know, a game is a game is a game. Super Mario is one of the most famous games of all time, and it's such a low-effort game by comparison to games that are around today. And we can keep doing that. Are there any black people in Super Mario? Um, There is no way that any black person would look well <laughs> in those games. Like, I guarantee there's no way in hell that they would not look crazy. Wow, yeah. It's just like, there's, there's been no black people in Super Mario. Actually, you know, more than Super what? Mario, there is a game that I feel like deserved more black people because every uh, black person I ever went to school with was, like, a big fan of it. A, uh, Mega Man. Mega Man should have had, like, black Mavericks. Hmm. Like, especially, like, the later ones, like, all the PlayStation, like, the PlayStation 2 ones, like, uh, the X games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of those later Mega Man Xs are, like, very well done, and, like, I'm not gonna say, like, oh, I would like to see, like, black representation, but, like, shit, why not? Like, why not make, why not make one of the Mavericks, like, if, if everybody in a game has a gun, then it's cool and normal that you could have a black Maverick right. with a gun. Right. And, like... Yeah. You know, as long as you're not doing something crazy like G Gundam, where, like, the only black character has an African Gundam with, like, a Zulu uh, spear and shield, you know? <laughs> like, just don't do crazy shit like that, and we'll be alright. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's always been my, my, my biggest gripe with, you know, some of my favorite games. And my two favorite games are Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy XIII. Um, and I just it was always like there, we never, not we never, but like we didn't get solid rep representation in those characters. Got it. And and thankfully, like with the remake, they're they're trying to to undo a lot of the problematic, uh, you know, nature of. Barrett, which I appreciate because you know it's 2024. There's no way that you can get get away from it. Um, At least not without addressing it a little bit, right? So you know, shout out to Square Enix for for doing the bare minimum. Good job, guys. <laughs> yeah. But 
you know, now I think we're we're moving into a, an era where we're we are getting, like I, I said earlier, most of the black characters were either sidekicks or stereotypes, and now we're getting like really dignified, really like cared for black leads. Yeah. Um, like I played a uh, uh, Forspoken, and. Shout out to Ella Belinska, the the model for for Frey. Uh, she was in the new Charlie's Angels remake. Is Forspoken that game oh. that gets a really bad rap because it was like a woman lead and she's like, I can do things with my freaking yes. mind. Yeah, that was literally one of the lines. Yeah. in in the game. Um, you know, and and not notwithstanding, she, she, her design was a little problematic. Um, you know, she was not homeless, but she was a little bit of a, a criminal. Uh, she was a, a, a petty criminal. Okay. But, you know, with, with with a lot of female-led games, they were always white women or, or white-coated women. Yep. Um, and we finally got a game where there was a, a black female lead. And, you know, the, the little of that game that I played, I genuinely don't understand the hate that it got. It's because it's the Reddit speak thing. Like, you know, she talks like she's from the internet and people don't like that except that they're always on the goddamn internet. So, you know, whatever. She was basically having conversations with the... I think think a lot of it is the, the, the cuff that she was communicating with, the, the... the magic being that was inside of the cuff was was a British man, uh-huh. right? Who probably a white British British man. Um, so any type of language when it's it's partnered next to that posh, that very proper English is gonna get hate. Like she's from New York, she she speaks like a real New Yorker, and not like the Brooklyn accent. Like we don't we don't do that. She got so much hate based on the way that she speaks, yeah. and it just never made any sense to me. I I, I thought the game itself was was pretty solid. Uh, the mechanics were great. We got a we got our first black female lead. Like, I just it, it didn't make sense to me. But it doesn't matter because she got her money. The game did fairly well, I guess. Um, fanboys will just have to stay mad. Stay mad. They're gonna keep making games like this until one of them sticks. Mm. Miles Morales came along, Oof. and what a what a breath of fresh air! What a triggering character too for all of these white people that couldn't stand that there was another Spider-Man besides Peter Parker. Do you did you ever see this on the internet? Like I came across it too many times, and I was just like, I gotta I gotta get a mute feature for this. But uh, people would constantly post themselves playing the game and being like, yeah, I'm playing Miles Morales, the game. I'm playing as the character, Miles Morales. And then, like, to prove a point, the uh, Insomniac, like, was just like, no, we're going to have people refer to Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Do you want to know why? Because he is Spider-Man. Because he's Spider-Man. There's not a mask on his face that's his face. It's literally the Spider-Man mask. Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Get over it. I I, I really enjoyed that game. Um, and... and furthermore, if you can accept that at one point Ben Riley was Superman, if you can accept that Kane was Spider-Man at one point, if you can accept that Miguel O'Hara is Spider-Man of 2099, 
Guess what, motherfucker? Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Sorry. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, here's another thing that I, that just always pissed me off. This whole argument from the fanboys that you can't uh, re- race bend, as they, they call it. So my my thought process about this is there's nothing inherently white about Peter Parker. Nope. Like, Peter Parker could also be black. He could also be Latino. Like, his his story is not an individual one. Like, there's, there's genuinely nothing inherently white about him. Like, for me, unless the the character's race or culture is integral to who they are as a person yes. or who they are as a character then it's perfectly okay like the 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 the, the story of the the poor kid from queens who who you know is loves science and 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 like it's not like peter parker was jewish right uh it depends on who you're Wait. asking oh well I don't know a I don't know a version of Peter Parker that is Jewish, so I, I, um, I will say I will that. I will uh, I will put it this way and you tell me how you feel after it. Um Peter Parker is born and raised in Forest Hills. Uh he is broke all the time. Um he, as most of the superheroes created during the uh Silver Age of Comics, was uh Jew coded, uh, just as the original five X Men were uh, just as Superman, well, Superman is golden, uh, golden age, but um, just as those characters were, because of the fact that the concept of the superhero was very much a uh, Jewish power fantasy, as sort of a response to what was already going on in the world, and you know everything that sort of happened after, because like the '60s, not very kind to uh, Jewish people either. So, hmm. uh, if you like, he's he's Jew coded. I think that there is. A uh, there is a Peter Parker universe where he is like exactly not coded, but is specifically Jewish. Like they're just like, no, this Peter Parker is Jewish. There is one out there. I just can't yeah. remember off the top of my head. Well, that is information I did not have before. I've um, read a lot of Spider, but good to know. But yeah, I, I say all that to say, like, there's nothing about his story that is, I think, specific to him being white. Like there are poor black people obviously there are poor latinos especially in in queens uh-huh you know no shade but and and this is where i'm from queens is a poor city it's made up of it it is on a whole i mean maybe not long island city anymore but or it is know, in parts it's, like it's you know what it is it's because of, lic is so shiny that it makes you forget that queensbridge exists right it's literally next door. Uh-huh. So it just always boggled my mind when people would get on the internet and be like, well, what if we made Black Panther white? I'm like, come on. Well, one, there is a white version. White Tiger, it's baby. called the White Wolf. and or White Tiger and White yep. Wolf. Or are they the same? No, different guys. Yeah. White Wolf um, is a so white guy. One. White Tiger is Puerto Rican. Right, right. Um, so yeah, like that is a thing that exists. But also, if you made Black Panther white, then the in- you'd have to change the entire backstory for why Black Panther exists. Also, there is a white Black Panther. His name is Thor. It's literally the same story except hmm. Thor. 
I will need to think on that a little bit. He gets expelled for the, from the country because he tried to do a cool thing by not listening to his father. His father dies eventually. He has to get into a power vacuum war with his half-brother slash relative slash not relative because he's actually adopted slash maybe that's not necessarily true. And, you know, for, for Black Panther, it's him and Killmonger, and for Thor, it's Loki. I'm thinking more of the origin of Black Panther. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But I, I see what you mean. Yeah, I see. I definitely see what you mean. I'm just saying, like, um, if it matters to people that much to be like, we need a white Black Panther, you have one. It's Thor, right. and he's boring. Right. So, yeah, that always just boggled my mind. Like, like no, the fanboys don't actually, like, they just get it on the internet just to complain, but they don't actually have a, a concept of the reality of the situation. Yeah. Uh, so whenever people get online and say that shit, I'm always just like, you're not very smart. I actually got into a huge thing with a friend of mine a long time ago about this because uh, this was right around the time that they were releasing the Defenders series on Netflix. And I was really excited because I love Iron Fist. He's such a fun character. And uh, the discourse on the internet was... Well, you know, like, why can't they make Danny Rand Asian? And I was just like, well, making Danny Rand Asian, you know, to argue in favor of white people, of which I will not really do often because they have a lot of representation. But Danny Rand is supposed to be a white man in a strange mystical land of martial arts. He doesn't belong. You know, there's lots of movies where they Mm -hmm. get to do stuff like that, where it's just like, oh, that's that's a guaylo, you know? Like he he's a he's a yeah. round eye. Like you know he doesn't he doesn't know our customs and our culture and and all that. Why should we teach him martial arts and like you know him being forced to develop the respect for a foreign culture is very much in line for uh, how people like to be tourists in a country, but they don't like to right. respect the people that live there. And uh, Danny Rand is a good example of somebody that not only learned to respect, but ended up becoming a protector, not necessarily in a white savior fashion. Even though it could be interpreted that way, you could look at it that way. I'm not going to say you can't. Because he's not a white savior. In fact, uh, Danny Rand fucks up a lot. And that's kind of also part of his story. He even says straight up, like, you know, he's, he wasn't, he wasn't somebody that wanted to do this. He was chosen. And... I think that him being white is very important to being uh, to being Danny Rand. I th- I always, and I ended up getting in a fight with somebody because they were like, "Well, you could just make him Asian," and I was just like, "There's literally an Asian martial arts character. His name is Shang Chi. I'm sure we'll see him soon." Little did I know that we right. were actually eventually going to get Shang Chi. Just a couple of years later, I th- and I think a lot of that was in response to Iron Fist. Yeah. And I hope I hope that it was because it does two things. It shows that Marvel is capable of representation and also that they do have a dearth of minority characters that have their own stories that have like pretty interesting lives within the Marvel series and like I know it's yeah. not going to connect in the movies nearly as well as it does in the comics because of like the the overlap in some of like the street level heroes like Daredevil, Shang Chi, uh, Iron Fist. You know these are all things that are that would have been an insane task to undertake if they were trying to do it cinematically. Yeah. And I'm I guess I'm glad that they're not doing that, but uh, they're also still trying to do that. And you know where that goes, we'll see. But I do yeah. I even though it wasn't the best movie, I'll say that the first two thirds 
of Shang-Chi is probably some of the best uh, like martial arts style Absolutely. film that I've ever seen. Like just just the beginning, Absolutely. I was I remember when they basically did uh <laughs> they were doing uh what what's that game with uh Dynasty Warriors like it was basically just uh yeah. It, yeah, it was uh, when we were doing Dynasty Warrior shit with the Ten Rings, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah, dude!" And then it immediately went into like the Shaw Brothers style Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, uh, like mm-hmm. uh, when he met his wife, and like I actually like I cried at that scene because I was just like, "Oh my god, you did it! You guys understand martial arts films, yeah. you know?" And then like that last third CGI mess, I was just like, "And it's gone. The magic is gone." I mean. It it wasn't the, it wasn't the best, but you know they had to make it superhero for all intents and purposes. Yeah, you know it's it's, it's a hard thing uh, to avoid. Um, I want to go back to your first question about uh, characters that are coded black in Zelda, the Gerudo and Ganon. For okay, but for me, I black. think they are South Asian, both in in des- design skin tone okay. like i've always seen them as south asian but i can i see how i think much like waka they are the the diversity but not necessarily black characters but you think they're black uh-huh it was always kind of uh the way that i had interpreted them uh because they have a very uh and i i know that you said south asian and i would definitely put that there uh but they were always like sort of in the mix of like uh north african like you know very much like a uh, fertile crescent uh bordering on egyptian in terms of like being a uh like sort of like a bedouin desert okay. people kind of uh situation but i mean we all like i said we all, we always we always all have our own interpretations um, so no uh, i just go on Somebody brought that up to me, and I was like, I don't know. I I think the South Asian community also don't have a lot of representation in video games. So I, for me, I wouldn't want to take uh-huh. what little that I've seen away from them, you know, if that makes sense. But moving on, uh, more black characters that, that are, are good representation. Like Mortal Kombat, Jax, Tanya. Ooh. Jax. Jax is 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 uh, male Tifa. <laughs> Jax is male Tifa. All uh, hands, nothing else. All hands. I always i I love Jax as a character because he was a little bit of the opposite of Barrett. Yes, a fighter, but not angry. Like he, Jax had a softness to him. If that makes sense. Yeah, he was he was a uh, cop, but. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I really love Jackson and, and Tanya. I love what they've done with Tanya uh, in the new game. They've given her, they've sort of expanded a lot on her character and given her a lot more depth. Um, also, I think she's queer. That's another thing that we don't see, like queer black characters in video games. Yeah, I feel like the the more uh, the more niche you get with. Uh the the kind of representation you're getting like the much more difficult it is gonna is gonna be to see them uh, represented properly at least you know it's it's so funny because I'm trying to think of like other instances where it's ever been like positive and I almost accidentally said GTA five had a feeling because that would come up. basically everybody in that game is a mess so 
it's like sort of like for me it's like an right. if everybody is then nobody is so um and i i always as far as the characters go i did like playing as franklin the most because of the fact that he was the only level-headed person in the game and also it was basically Fair. playing as ice cube so yeah those those are my picks for for like good representation uh good black representation uh, yeah and I, I like i said earlier i i like the direction that we're headed because i you know i don't think i think we're at a point in history where it can't be ignored we can't be relegated to the sidekick role anymore like we are demanding the 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 black dollar is very powerful uh you know and we are now demanding that our characters represent the 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 variety of black people and 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 the power that we hold and the 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 presence that that we have in in society i think you know i think it can't be we can't yeah. just be pushed to to the back of the bus unless big boy oh, sings about it then yeah. it's cool oh i'm not gonna start singing <laughs> um so yeah that's that's it for me um i will i will i'll leave it on uh i would say probably my most uh well represented black character um is have you had you ever played the uh telltale games walking dead series no but i had a feeling that they would they would pop up lee everett and his relationship to Clementine is probably some of the best representation that I've seen of you know um, fatherhood positive male role models uh, among uh, black people and just like a complex story with a real person because he's not an infallible person you're forced to make those choices as Lee you know and considering it's like an, as such an unforgiving world as The Walking Dead, I think that um, the way that his relationship with Clementine and the way that it affects her in the future, past, uh, past the first game, is so important narratively. And is, I think that might be, for me, the first, the first game, uh, I think that you had mentioned it uh, in terms of like people that you played as narratively it was the first game for me that i was just like oh y'all told a whole story with this man you know and have you said you haven't played the game No, i wasn't a fan of the tv show uh so i never invested in any of the video games that's fine you actually don't need the television show at all to play the game i would highly recommend that you play the game because it will make you cry a lot Okay. And for that, I will not spoil the ending. I'll wait until you mess with it, and if you want me to spoil the ending, no. we could talk about it off mic. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we did it. We did another one. We did another one. We're getting there. Yeah. Everybody, I encourage you to go out there. Explore black characters. Explore Latino characters. Explore indigenous characters. Batman will still be there. Superman will still be there. You'll always have them. But I encourage you to to explore some of those people. You know, they're just as important. Yeah, step, uh, because step out. we're you know look to your left, look to your right. We're here. And we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. Okay. This has been fun. Yeah. Um. Until next time, we have been on the Av. You have been on the Av. 
We're all on the app. We are all on the app. We outside. We outside <laughs> your. <laughs> oh my god! I was just talking about it. I showed my boss uh, that scene the other day, and I was like, "Number one, nobody from New York orders a bacon, egg, and cheese with salt, pepper, and ketchup." I don't know where that came from, but we don't do it. <gasps> it's me. It's me. I'm people. Oh. Always do salt, pepper, ketchup. What are you kidding me? No, it's New Yorkers don't do that. I'm literally a New Yorker telling you I do that. I know New Yorkers that do that. I need to see your birth certificate. I mean, I'm about to be a birther. I need to see where exactly you were born. Cause we. The, wow. No. Okay, I'll tell you exactly where I was born. I was born in Park Slope Methodist Hospital. Mm-hmm. One o'clock in the afternoon, July 9th, kid. <laughs> Let yes. Me get, let me get yes. a bacon, egg, I'm a Brooklynite. Yeah. Um, Listen, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily go out of my way to tell him salt, pepper, ketchup. It's just understood. But you know, your boy, your boy, your boy looks at me and you go, like you know, like normally, and it's funny too because like my experience has always just been like it's never. Uh, I know that the people like to say Aki, and I don't really, I don't really like that because I think that that's kind of a weird shorthand, and also kind of racial. Yeah, I don't like to that, call either. someone. Uh, yeah, but like you know, for me, it's always like uh, it's always been like a Dominican guy, like at a corner store, uh, yeah. and it's always just like, mira, tu quieres sal, quiere uh, pimiento, quiere uh, ketchup, and I'm just like, yeah, 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 you got it, bro. You know, they always offer it to me, and I'm just like, hell yeah, I'm gonna get the salt, pepper, ketchup. What do I look like? I just that that feels so squishy. I don't I don't like it. <laughs> it is squishy. It's awesome. Ugh. God damn, I want one right now. Uh, Anywho, um, this has been fun. Uh, in the words of Bob Barker's Black Tether, spay and neuter your pets and be nice to each other. And in the words of Jerry Springer, take care of yourselves and each other. All right, we out. We out. We out.